to the Oasis Church podcast. Thanks for joining us. So what do we do? Keep on sinning so God can keep on forgiving? I should hope not. If we've left the country where sin is sovereign, how can we still live in our old house there? Or didn't you realize we packed up and left there for good? That is what happened in baptism. When we went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind. When we came up out of the water, we entered into the new country of grace, a new life in a new land. That's what baptism into the life of Jesus means. When we are lowered into the water, it's like the burial of Jesus. When we're raised up out of the water, it is like the resurrection of Jesus. Each of us is raised into a light-filled world by our Father so that we can see where we are all going in our new grace sovereign country. If you don't know me, my name's Adrian, and I get the privilege just to speak briefly, just to kind of draw things together, I guess, of like where we've got to. And um, I love moments like this where we're just all here from youngest to oldest, of just like this sense of, yeah, we're a family. Uh, we're together, and uh, maybe you're new around us, and I just want you to know you're just deeply, deeply welcome. If you're a, a friend or family member of uh, Matt's or Becky's family, it's so good to have you here. So good to have people online. Um, yeah, and what I want to do is just take a moment for us to realize that today is all about celebration. I don't know if you've seen that kind of thread throughout the morning of uh, whether it was the party hats at the beginning Um, where it kind of felt a bit understated, didn't it? It felt like, really, is this the celebration? Is this the level of it? Like, just a party hat? And then it's kind of built as the morning's gone on, as that sense in worship of we've got this God who's good, who's worth celebrating. And then even there, where faith shared this sense of, yeah, there's something worth celebrating because God is one who wants to know us. And um, today is our birthday as a church, and we believe this is a day worth celebrating. Maybe at that point you're going, what on earth is a birthday for a church? Well, it's a moment where we celebrate that actually 24 years ago we came into being. There was like a group of us, 18 of us, who moved in to Birmingham with this deep desire to reveal that Jesus changes everything. And that from that point, we've been on this journey of just discovering more for ourselves how Jesus is changing us, but also causing others to see how Jesus could change them. Therefore, today, ultimately is a celebration that Jesus changes everything, full stop. And maybe you've come this morning and you're thinking, yeah, but you don't know my life. Could Jesus really make a difference to me? Well, my hope is that in the next few minutes, you get to see how the difference that's been made in Matt's life, in Becky's life, is exactly the same difference that Jesus is longing to make in your life and is continuing to make in mine. See, as Matt said, like, I'm not who I was. I'm also not who I'm going to be. But I'm seeking to enjoy who I am. And what I want us to do is see that 
This celebration that Jesus changes everything is revealed in their stories, in Matt and Becky's stories, is revealed in what we're going to see as we go through to the room in the back and see them baptized. If you've never seen like a baptism, maybe you've thought this is going to be like a sprinkling of water or there was going to be some sort of uh, area in the room where it was like this font or something. And what you're going to discover is actually, you know, what we've got is a big tub. Even the dog is excited. We've got this big tub of water, and what we're going to see is each individual, Becky and Matt, are going to take it in turns to go in the water to make a confession of the wonder of what Jesus has done in their life, and then they're going to be taken under the water, and I promise, back out. Now, why is that? Why are they taken underwater and back out? Well, because it reveals the wonder of what Jesus has done in their lives. We saw that through the scripture that Jacqueline read over us of this wonderful image of what baptism is, where Paul, the writer to Romans, says, well, what it's like, it's like this moving of home, where you've moved from an old home to a new home. You see, today is a celebration of a new home that Becky and Matt and now occupying. Now, for some of you, you're going to think, well, I, I, is that worth celebrating? What does that home look like? This feels a bit weird. Well, let me take a moment to just allow us to see the wonder of what this new home is. But to understand that, we have to look at the old home. Now, what I did last night is I suddenly realized that um, probably what would help is to have some homes to look at. And so we had our kids and a friend round last night. Now, what you've got to understand is everyone is over the age of 17. And just set them the task of, um, right, you've got 10 minutes, now they took 20, um, to build a Lego house. And these are those that got created. And so we've got one here. I don't know if you're going to be able to see them, to be honest. Um, and then two here. Um, let's go here. Let's go here, I think. Old home. Old home. Now, here you go. Why wants to see? It's like any home, it has four walls. And on the outside, it looks all right, doesn't it? It looks quite colorful. It looks okay, but this home, the old home, is characterized by what it's built around and on. You see, what this old home is built on, what it was built on for Matt, what it was built on for Becky, what it was built on for me, is it was centered on ourselves. It was centered on me. Not me as an individual. It wasn't like every one of us is like some cult of Adrian. No, no. Like you as well. This old home is characterized by me, by us, by us as individuals. And as such, those four walls that build our home are we realize that are ultimately characterized in a different way. They look okay on the outside, but inwardly, we know there's a different story. Because so what we discover is one wall is like a wall of restlessness. Of restlessness where we discover that however much we have, there's something in us that just has this itch for something more. Maybe it's in terms of what we've got, like our possessions. Maybe it's in money. Maybe it's in relationships. Maybe it's experiences. And however much we get, there's still this itch that says, I want more. There's like another wall that is a wall of fear. 
Like, that ultimately, there's something in us that says, am I okay? Am I enough? Like, if people really knew who I was, if they knew what I'd done or what had been done to me, would I be okay? Would people still accept me? There becomes this thing of, like, am I enough? But more than that, in the day and age we live in was this kind of news bombardment of, like, this sense of, like, yeah, but, but what about tomorrow? Like, I just feel concerned. I don't understand what's going to happen. Restlessness, fear, and then brokenness. The third wall, brokenness. Of what faith spoke about, that there's something in us that where we're at the center, we find ourselves just curving in. And as we curve in, it affects how we relate to everything and anyone else. We find that it breaks how we're able to relate to one another or how we're able to relate within ourselves or how we relate to God or how we relate to the whole of creation. That's three walls. What about the final one? The final one is a wall that just says it's just short-lived. Like, I don't know what your refrigerator's like, your fridge. Like, if you were to go in your fridge... My guess is you'd find that every item in there has a best buy date. And there'll be something, I promise you, right at the back where you'd forgotten it was there. And you're going to discover as you get there that that date has well and truly gone. And there's something going on. There's like a whole new ecosystem going on down there. And there's something in there that what we realize is that fridge reveals something of this uncomfortable truth that you and I live with, is that actually, it just, thinks, it just feels like there's just a short time for everything. It feels like everything has a sell-by date. And to be honest, I feel that sometimes. Like I look at who I was like 30 years ago and think, man, the hair's going a bit different. The stomach's gone a bit different. Like, there's just something going on, and there's, there's something in me that says, I don't think it was meant to be this way. I don't think we're meant to live with sell-by dates. I don't think we're meant to live with a sense of everything feeling short-lived. And it becomes this uncomfortable reality of this me-centered home. It feels like, I, I don't think this is how it's meant to be. It feels trapped. And for Becky, for Matt, what they discovered is, yeah, it isn't meant to be that way. There's this new home they could know, a new home that isn't centered on them, that's centered on Jesus and promises a whole new way of living. And so when they go underwater, what we're remembering is they used to live in this old home, this old home with them at the center. And then what we're going to see, because we're going to leave them lingering underwater for a moment, is we're going to see as they're there, there's this wonderful reality at the fact they've been brought into a new home, but that bringing into a new home was nothing to do with them. See, if you've ever moved home, like from one house to the other, I don't know if it's through renting, through buying, you'll realize that it comes at a cost financially, and it comes with effort of actually having to do some stuff to get there. And this move, too, comes at a cost and with effort. But the wonderful truth, the wonderful reality is that Jesus himself pays the cost and does all the effort through his life, death, and resurrection and simply says, accept me and I'll move you into a new home. And that's what they did. 
They accepted Jesus. I accepted Jesus, and it moves into this new home, a new home that is centered on Jesus. And again, has four walls that characterize that sense of what the house is. And what we find with this house is the first wall is a wall of love that promises that we are more loved than we could dare to believe, that we are unconditionally loved and accepted, not for what we are or what we've done, but because we're simply loved. The second wall is one of rest that promises that Jesus is enough, full stop. That actually, whatever the itch, Jesus is enough. Like the third wall is one that promises wholeness. That actually says that, yep, yeah, there was that sense when you were curved in, it broke, like how you can relate. But now, oh, now you live from a place of knowing you forever loved. So you get to know wholeness. Wholeness that means that you are now liberated to love, which transforms how we relate to one another. It transforms, as Matt said, how we relate to ourselves. It transforms how we were able to relate to God. And it transforms how we relate to the whole of creation. And then finally, that last wall is a wall of life, of life eternal that Jesus promises, oh yeah, yeah, you want men to live with everything feeling like it's short-lived, with sell-by dates. No, I want you to live knowing that you get to be characterized by my love, goodness, kindness forever. You are entering a life that will last forever. And it's a life that will do you and others good. You see, why today is a moment of celebration? See, as they come out of the water, and we know now that actually this is a new place that Matt and Becky are living from, a place, a home that is centered on Jesus is we're celebrating the fact that this is a home they're inhabiting and learning to live in the good of. Didn't you love it? Like, yep, yep, I, I know I've got a hope now. Do you hear that when they shared that? Or, yep, I'm, I'm not who I was. Yep, past forgotten. Yeah, I'm learning now to live in it. There's still this work in progress. That's good news, isn't it? Like, I'm not expected to be some sort of, like, beyond perfect human being. No, no, I'm just this work in progress that's working out how to live in this new home that I'm in. But the promise is a future that I'm not yet who I'm going to be. Therefore, today is an invitation to you and to I to celebrate with them. It's an invitation to celebrate, to celebrate with them as they get baptized, knowing that as they're going under, we're saying, hey... That's the old home. As they come up, yes, you're living in the new home. But maybe the invitation to celebrate is also for you because you say, yeah, I've never done that. Yeah, I'm a follower of Jesus. I've never been baptized. Well, maybe today is the moment where you say, yeah, Adrian, can I just chat to you? Can we talk about how I could get baptized? So I've suddenly gone into third person, which is always a weird place to be. Let's go back into me. Um, and do you know what's going to happen when you come to me and say, hey, could I get baptized? I'm going to say, that would be a joy. That would be a joy. Let's work out how that happens. Maybe it's, the, it's an invitation in the celebration to say, this is news to me, all of this. Like, could Jesus genuinely change everything for me? 
And for you, I'd just ask you to just come and talk to myself or Alice, and we'd love to plug you into something that we run called Alpha. Matt spoke about it, which just allows you an opportunity to ask the big questions of life and know that no one's going to judge you in your questions or your thoughts, but rather it's just simply going to say, yep, let's learn together. And then lastly, I want to invite us now in a moment, Andy and the band are going to come, is just to come and celebrate. For many of us who are followers in Jesus, let's celebrate in this moment that Jesus truly does change everything. We used to know an old home. We now know a new home. And therefore, we celebrate in the wonder of who Jesus is. And so as the band come up, can I encourage us to stand? And they're going to pray for us. And then we're going to sing. And then after that, we're then going to somehow transform everything so we get to all see baptism. So please stand. And then I'll pray. Jesus, I thank you for the joy of today. And Jesus, I pray for each and every one of us, whether they're those that know that we've centered our lives on you, or those who are just head spinning, thinking, what, what do I do with this? I just pray, would you come and meet with each and every one of us? And I pray, Jesus, would you cause us to know more and more of the wonder of the life that you're longing for us to live in the good of. I ask this for your glory, Jesus. Amen.